Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. I'm Sam Legasic and I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little odd. This is the of yours will be reduced to a burned out cinder. Uh, hi guys, welcome to Oddcast, Movies, Music and Gaming and welcome to another minisode where we just talk about shit that we've been up to <laughs> the last week uh, for the most part. Um, in case you guys don't know, we are recording with Harry Cloud and we'll be releasing an episode um, this Sunday on uh, the Melvins album Stag. It's uh, going to be a long one, so um, make sure uh, you give it a good listen um, uh, uh, before you do. And also recommend listening to Harry Cloud's album, uh, The Pig and the Machine, which is really good and you should listen to it anyway. Um, so yeah, Dan, before I crack on with it, what have you been up to the last week? Any, any cool movies or music or games or general shit that's been going on that you want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. So I continued my X-Files, uh, Oh yeah, the X-Files update. (laughs) (laughs) What's just happened? Um, I watched the movie. Oh, right. Fight the Future. Yeah. It's not actually called that. Is it not? It's just called The X-Files. Um, yeah. Turns out that was just the strap line, because I remembered that as well. Oh, it's so the it's Mandela effect. It's yeah, weird. As they call it. Um, yeah. it, was, it was better than I remembered the first time I watched it. I didn't watch it when it came out, and I keep thinking, why the hell did I not go to the... I mean, this has been such a treat. Mm. 1998. Mm. I definitely I loved watched that. it. I'd have been yeah, interested I, in it. I think I wasn't up to speed because, you know, all the like 
broadcast dates in the UK were all fucked up. Yeah, we were, we were like six months behind or something stupid. Um, yeah. And that was um, if you had Sky. That's which, if you had Sky, yeah. yeah. Poor old me on, on the BBC, I'm like a year behind. Yeah. So I think I thought I'm going to ruin ruin it if I watch it. Um, maybe I'll catch up and then I'll watch it another time and then it just never happened. And mm. I didn't watch it until a few years ago when I did the X-Files like... Uh, uh, what do you call it binge mm. um, uh, I really hated it actually when I watched it that time yeah. and this time I was a bit more forgiving but yeah it really just kind of like takes it in a different direction they you know and they kill off uh, at least one major character and um, mm. but the, like, the main problem the thing that I don't like is that up until then the whole thing with like the black oil mm. is that it's the way the aliens uh infect people and kind of make them hybrids mm. and will make them like a drone race and in the film they go no it's evolved and actually it's incubating an alien okay i don't remember so any of this but yeah yeah so suddenly you've got all this like you know we're going to we're coming to the big screen suddenly it's like alien there's these like huge great big like savage aliens with claws popping out of people's bodies I don't remember that um, at all. Like slashing them and and like and Scully's like it's like oh my god here we go again. Um, she's been kidnapped, abducted, and right. she's being taken. She's been taken away, and Mulder's got to get a vaccine to cure her. And it's like haven't we seen this twice already at this point? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it's, there are some good good bits. It's quite cool. It starts with them uh, with the X Files closed down, mm. and they're doing routine FBI work. Mm. And they're trying to find like a, a a bomb. Someone's called in a bomb in a big building. Right. Um, so that's quite cool. And, and then there's like some big, you know, set piece explosions with the bomb going off and all this. And, right. Yeah, I mean, it's not terrible, but yeah, just that I had a fundamental issue with the kind of direction it it went in. I remember felt thinking, a bit fumbled. yeah, I bet. Um, I remember thinking that it didn't look. It looked like a TV movie. Um, I remember thinking it didn't look like, and I, I haven't seen it. I probably haven't seen it since it came out. Um, well, I would have done because I was massive into it as fast, but as in like around that time anyway. But um, I remember thinking it didn't feel cinematic enough. It had some cinematic set pieces. Yeah. But um, it, generally from like shot to shot, it felt very small. It still felt very TV. Uh, there yeah. was no like, there's no like, considered shots everything feels very flat everything feels like a mid shot there's no like close-ups or like stylistic choices or whatever um it's just kind of a feature length episode yeah it was directed by rob bowman who was one of the guys that worked on the show Mm. so i don't know if it was like the first thing he'd done for cinema but Mm. felt like it yeah (laughs) um that's cool yeah, that's down and on to season six Fuck next man. time. <laughs> Jesus, you're really cracking on with it. Um, that's cool. What else have you been doing? Um, I completed for the first time in my life mm. Sonic the Hedgehog Brilliant. on the Sega Mega Drive Mini. The first one? Uh, the first AKA Sonic the Genesis. The first yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't think I've completed it. I've definitely completed Sonic 2. I know that. Um, and I did that through cheating. Back in the day. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever done Sonic 1. Was it Game Genie? No, it was, uh, 
it was a special code and you could get golden Sonic and he turns gold and invincible. Oh, you little cheater. Yeah. But this was like, it was like, I'm never going to complete this game. So (laughs) this I cheat. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't think I've ever done the first one at all. Uh, It's, uh, I mean, I I cheated. I cheated because I used the the built-in save points. Yeah. Uh, I just saw it as time saving, you know? I was like, I will work out how to do this. And especially now, I felt a bit sad for myself, to be honest, for, for my younger self. Because mm. I was like, there were obvious points in the game that I just got stuck on. Mm. Which I just couldn't get past because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then obviously you die and you have to play through it all again to get another chance at trying a different approach. Yeah. And I just went on YouTube and went, how do I do that bit? And I was like, okay. And I just did it. I thought... Games were... They were purposefully made to be hard because they were very short and they had a very high price tag and they had to make sure that, you know, it was worth that amount of time. You couldn't just complete it in three or four hours. It would Yeah, 30 have, years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 30 fucking years. Yeah, and you, me to complete that game. You still had to cheat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I even got all the chaos uh, gems, which I was very proud of. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, well, that's good. How long do you think it took you in the end to do? What, total playing time? Mm. Two hours. Fuck, is that it? Brilliant. That's so good, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but that's why. That's why it was so fucking difficult. Um, um, that's good. Glad you, glad you did a bit of that. What has she been, um, what she been doing? Um, so a bit of a follow-up on our earlier episode of a few months back where we did Mort Garson. Mm. Do you remember we did it because those records were being reissued? Yeah. Well, and uh, in the nerd corner, we spoke extensively about the uh, about the splash vinyl variants. Yeah. So yeah, I ordered them and they've turned up. Oh, lovely. So I've been spinning those. Are you going to do a really cool. review on them on your channel? I did a, I recorded earlier when I opened it, I did like an unboxing kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, I was like, I've reviewed these. So people can go and listen to the podcast. Yeah. But I just kind of went, here it is, here it is, have a look at that. Yeah, nice. Uh, they, are, they are gorgeous. They are things of beauty. And um, yeah, when I play them, I'll probably just uh, post little reviews on, on Instagram, just you know, saying if the audio quality is any good, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, nice one. So Sam, what have you been doing? Well, Dan, good question. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I've been doing. I've, I've watched, I've, there's a lot, it's been a lot happening in the last week. Here's some stuff that I've watched. Holmes and Watson, which is Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, which was one of the stinkers of this year. Um, it came out around the beginning of the pandemic. And I was watching it going, I don't know what people expected because this is exactly like every single Will Ferrell film pretty much that's come out in the last like 15 years. Yeah. Um, it's just like, a series of sketches basically um, where the joke is pretty obvious. And I actually laughed in a few, a few of them and I had really like low expectations. Um, And I was just, afterwards I was just thinking, what do people, what were people thinking they were going to go in and see? Like, it's like when people watch like shitty Adam Sandler movies and they're like, Oh, it's, it's awful. It's one. it's like, yeah. Did you go in thinking it was going to be good? (laughs) It's not. It's exactly what it is. Stupid, silly nonsense that they obviously just pissed about doing for a laugh. Um, 
People only go to punish themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's a form of self-flagellation. Yes. But, uh, but honestly, I was, um, I genuinely didn't think it was that bad. Um, I thought it was a bit, I thought it was a bit of silly fun. Um, and I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot of like comedies, which people think are really funny. And uh, I'm like, I didn't even smile once. Uh, but with these, at least there was like some just stupid, general stupid humour. And you can tell they're just having fun with it. They're just mucking around. And I quite like that when it's like, they're in on it in a weird way. Like people going, oh, their oh. accents. And it's like, oh, fuck, are their accents? Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, um, like morons from outer space. Just, just mucking about, making a, a fun movie that you enjoyed yes. so much. In a way, yeah, because Moran, at least Moran from Out Space had a couple of moments where I did laugh, mainly yeah. just the Mel Smith stuff. And this was the same thing, but the frequency was higher. Um, and then Mandalorian, I've been watching that, and that's really... Oh, hold on. I, go. Just before we move on, mm. technically, then, that is your film of the year. Because I haven't heard you speak as glowingly about any other movie that came out this year. <laughs> so... Tenet. Is it... Is it in the running for a Sammy Award? When I watched it, no, no. It's not that, it's not that good. Um, Tenet, I saw again as well. Uh, um, it came out this year. It came out this year and it's out on demand. And it was really good watching that again because I could hear what people were saying. And it really does, for a film that's intrinsically about the time travel mm. <laughs> and the uh, science of it um, and what was actually happening with the plot, and having to pay attention to it, it's, it's good when you can actually hear what they're saying. So, um, yeah, it was good to kind of watch that back again. And it's still like the last, I liked it more than I did the first time I watched it, but I liked the shock, not the shock, but the initial reaction I got from watching all the time stuff the first time I watched it more, if that makes sense. So yeah. if he just released it where I could actually hear what was going on, I would have loved it the first time I watched it much more than I actually did when I came out. Um, but I really recommend Tenet and I know some people are a bit like you know, it's supposed to be a bit shit but I think I really 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 enjoy it and it's really it's one of the better time travel um, films out there where uh, would you rank it alongside say Back to the Future Part 3 it's better than Back to the Future Part 3 fucking hell most things are <laughs> Jesus out of all of them you chose three um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's worth it's worth watching that definitely for anyone out there. Uh, but yeah, I've been watching the new Mandalorian. Um, that's been really good. The last one had a Clone Wars character in it, the animated Clone Wars thing, um, which is pretty sweet. It also had Michael Byan in it, who looked old. It was weird because I was looking at it, and I was like, "That's Michael Byan." Michael Bolton. Uh, no, Michael Byan. He's uh, Carl Reese in um, Terminator. And, oh really? Uh, he's, that yeah, uh, and also he's in Aliens and all that stuff. Um, yeah, he was like the in like three of the biggest movies or whatever of the eighties, or at least two. Um, and no one remembers him, and, and he's well, yeah, unrecognizable. I think he just became an alcoholic, to be honest with you. Oh, really? and he's, yeah, and he's been in stuff since. Like he always pops up in stuff, but this was like the first big thing I'd seen him in since like when he was in the Tarantino thing. I think Death Proof, or whatever it was, um, or Planet Terror, whichever one it was. And uh, yeah, so much that. Uh, what else I watched? I've been watching a Netflix series called Blood of Zeus, which are by the same people that did Castlevania. Um, and it is fucking great. It is wicked. Um, what is you, it? You'd really like it. 
Did I, if I talk to you about Castlevania and Netflix? Right, we haven't talk. done Castlevania. Fuck me. Like, so Castlevania is the game, right? And yeah. um, there's this, they've done three, they've done at least two, but I think maybe three series of Castlevania now. And it is top notch stuff. Really like it. Um, it's really great. Characters are great. Story's really great. Good pacing. Was Blood it like of, action fantasy? Yeah. Yeah. Drama. It's basically like the first series starts and it's all like, it's quite like horrific. Like, so the drawings of the monsters and the horror side of it, you really like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Castlevania is basically like Dracula um, against the humans and the humans are, but it's, it's good because it has that whole thing of like, who's the bad guy? Like you're, it's always morally ambiguous. Like, so you're never really, all the bad guys in it are super interesting and the good guys are super interesting as well. So it's never just like, you've got a boring good guy and a bad guy who's got whatever, like it's just so, just so well thought out. Um, and it, like visually it's great. Um, I love the way they develop the plot. It's very, because it's animation animated as well. It's very efficient. So you never feel like there's like filler or like, uh, like what am I doing wasting time in this bit, whatever. It's very mm. like snappy. Um, and blood of Zeus is the same thing. So blood of Zeus is basically, as you can imagine, it's about the son of Zeus who finds out he's the son of Zeus. Um, and at the same time, there's like demons and, uh, they're feeding off, they become demons because they fed off the giants and the giants were like, were the ones who battled the gods. And it's all like that Greek mythology, obviously like not proper, but as in like inspired by or whatever. And, um, and it's cool because you've got like all the stuff on earth and like the humans versus the demons and all this kind of cool stuff that's going on. And then you've kind of got the more political like power, grab or whatever that's happening between the gods and that kind of like family slash like dynamic or whatever and what's happening up there um as well as the bloody war that's kind of going on underneath um and that sounds cool i I like greek mythology yeah it's it's netflix original stuff um i mean if i was you i would say um because blood of zeus is it's quite recent and they've only just done the one series and it's like eight episodes or something but they're only like 20 minutes so you get through them fairly quickly um, but I would say go through Castlevania um, and then go through Blood of Zeus and, and you could do it like in, well, if you really want to, you could do it in a couple of days. But um, yeah, uh, really, really good. I think you'd love it. It's just good right. animation as well. It's um, yeah. And like the design of like the monsters and shit, um, especially like the giants when you see them at the beginning of Blood of Zeus, um, it's like these giants are cool. <laughs> like they just look cool. Um, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll- yeah. Check that out. Yeah, it's definitely worth, worth them watching. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of it in terms of um, stuff I've watched uh, pretty much. Um, I've been playing uh, playing a few things. I tried playing Battlefield Five. I speak to you about it last week. I got a little bit further and I've turned it off and deleted it and I'm never <laughs> going to play it again. I can't be bothered. There's basically a bit where it was like, okay, get in your Jeep and here are three things really far away that you've got. To, and I was like, oh God. I drove to like the first one and I was like, right, I'm just going to shoot things and try and get there. And basically, as soon as I started shooting, I just got swarmed and I was dead within about 15 seconds. And then I tried it again and again. I was like dead within about 20 seconds. And I was like, nah, done. Off. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Can't be bothered uh, any of this. Um, so life's too short. Yeah, life's way too short. So instead I played a little bit of... Um, 
I think I talked about it before, like uh, it's called like the plague um, innocence or something, which is where there's all like the rats and you're trying to stay in the light and keep away from the rats. And it's old timey French um, during the plague or whatever. And uh, yeah, um, but it's all like, it's good because it's like, you've got your little brother who's like got some kind of like magical virus or something and you're not quite sure how that fits into the story and you're just trying to get from A to B without dying and it's like really grim um and it's cool like how there's some bits in like in like the light the rats can't go into the light but they're like a sea of them they've done it so they animate so quickly it's just that they're like fucking flies buzzing like all over each other Mm. um it's a really cool effect uh and then, but yeah, you've got bits where it'd be like someone like half empty, half empty, sorry. So half lying out in the light and there's all rats on the bottom half. And then if you go forward with the light and the rats clear off, you just see it's just like pure bone just from that half point where there's just like, yeah, cut off point where like the rats have like eaten them up. All this shit, it's good. Um, so I was playing a bit uh, of that, but then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to play Death Stranding, which is the Hideo Kojima game. Hideo Kojima having made the Metal Gear Solid series and all this stuff. Um, uh-huh. And... It is so, I've played about six hours now, actually, I think, um, and five or six hours. And it's so weird. Um, and it's basically, you're going around a post-apocalyptic America, carrying stuff, delivering things. You're trying to stay away from these, like, basically they're called BTs and they're ghosts. And you've got a little baby who can warn you when you're getting near a ghost. And it's, he's supposed to be like, feel like he's still in a womb and apparently like the baby's mother is like in a coma somewhere else um and it's this kind of gateway between the world of the dead and the world of the living and that's why it's energy because the baby hasn't been born properly yeah exactly it's fucking crazy so where is this baby it's in like a little incubator thing that's like strapped to your front that's vile. It's weird. And like, it will, but the thing what makes it even fucking weird, right, is yeah. you've got to like sometimes like rock it and all this stuff by like shaking your controller up and down um, and whatever. But if you go near a BT, like one of the evil things, whatever, and they look fucking cool. Um, they look really fucking great. Um, if you go near one of them or if he like goes in water or if you're going into water and it like starts to reach him, it will start crying but it cries from your PlayStation controller, which has a little speaker in. So it's like it's there on your phone and it's really quite loud. I need to turn it down actually. And then suddenly like, yeah, it's like you've got this baby crying and it's like making these weird baby noises. And it's like, this is fucking horrible. And it's right there in my face. And especially like having kids, like you know that sound of like a crying baby and it just sets something off in you that's just like a bit, it just makes you anxious. Um, Yeah. They should do a special baby-shaped control pad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's good though. It's really like, it's weirdly like Zen, as I was saying um, before. Um, uh, and there's a lot of like mechanics and gameplay stuff that you've got to be aware of. And essentially it's like a survival game. Um, but yeah, I just really enjoy it for a really weird reason um, because I can see why people hated it. It's a very much a love-hate game when it came out. People were giving it nines and some people were giving it like three or fours. Yeah. Um, and I can see why. It's just mm. not a game made for like mass appeal whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Certainly sounds unusual. It's really unusual. It looks great as well. Like visually, it's really stunning. Um, 
And yeah, Dangan Roper too. And I was kind of, we were talking about this because there's a character called Sonia Nevermind who comes from Novoselic. Um, oh yeah. Sorry, I thought this was your um, like um, mining of the uh, subreddit, Nirvana subreddit, looking for the teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're like, I'm chatting to this girl, girl Sonia... Never mind. <laughs> this yeah, completely fictitious character. He's a cartoon. Well, I no, thought it was uh, someone's screen name. No, that was her name. Up the side. That's why I said Sonia. Never mind. It's on the screen, and she's from Novoselic. So it's a clearly a Nirvana fan. Anyway, Dangan Roper. I played the first one, and it's basically about a bunch of kids in high school, and you play a kid who can't remember his life or whatever, and it and it ends basically. It's like battle royale or something. You're all in this school. And people start dying and then you go through like a murder mystery each time and you have to figure out who killed who and why they did it and all this stuff. Oh, I like that. Really good, right? That was the first game. They're all like stupid, like Japanese, like over the top characters. Each one has like their own, you know, thing going on. And then um, this is the sequel to it, which is a little bit different. But you can play it on your mobile now. So I bought it for my mobile. I had it on PSP, if you can believe it, or PSV or whatever, first one. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of started and it's, I'm just kind of getting to know the characters, but I was playing it going like, yeah, I forgot how much I like the Danganronpa series and, um, I can see why it's still like a cult favorite. And there's like been like six or seven of them, I think, in different variations. Um, but yeah, uh, that was good. Um, and that's basically it. I don't know if you've saw... been in your lug holes. No, I haven't listened to anything because I was preparing for um, Melvin's and listening to um, a bit of, uh, oh God, um, Harry Cloud, obviously. Um, I did kind of, I was going back through, I've realised that about in like June time, um, I made a 2020 playlist of of cool stuff and I forgot I had it basically um, until recently when it came with that Spotify, here's your 2020. Yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, like some of this stuff is really fucking good. And I completely forgot about it. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think what were the ones that I, I particularly I particularly liked. Um, oh God. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff we kind of talked about when we were doing like the albums of 2019 and stuff, and it's kind of like still a little, um, you, you know, just crossover from there. Um, but... Yeah, there's some old stuff as well that I liked. I'm trying to look and trying to think of one example, but um, I can't really. I have to like this to it uh, properly. Tail Whip, Men I Trust. That's pretty good. Um, Don't yeah. know that. No, it's... And all these people that are just like random songs I've pulled from whatever. Um, yeah, but uh, nothing. It's something... We should do like another hit and shit or something. And um, well, We uh, should definitely do our yeah albums of the year. I'm, yeah. I'm starting to do that on my channel. Um, just anything, obviously, that I actually bought. Just yeah. uh, covering it before we get to the end of the year. I did Kariki. I'm just about to do uh, Dan Deacon. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's still some stuff yet to come. Mm. Yeah, I haven't... Um, I've not done any albums, really, this year. Like, most of the albums we've done, I've already talked to you about. <laughs> like, Mets, Idols, whatever, usual... Um, yeah, so I haven't done any of that. Uh, I saw like a few things I was gonna uh, talk to you about. I think that have you seen like David Lynch is going to be making a new Netflix show and people are saying it might be a Twin Peaks spin off? Um, uh, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it'd be interesting because you didn't watch the last Twin Peaks, did you? 
Oh, I did. Oh, did you? Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Which I really loved. Um, and yeah, there's, I a, loved it. there's a cool bit of news as well that came out. I don't know if you saw this. HBO Max, which is the American kind of uh, subscription service for HBO, I think is what it's called. Mm. And Warner Brothers um, are basically any Warner Brothers films coming out over the next year, um, mm. I guess up till the end of 2021, uh, are going to be released on the same day on cinema and on HBO Max, um, which is quite exciting because that means that you don't have to go to cinema. Yeah. I guess they've just got an influx of films they need to just get out and maybe it kind of interferes with their scheduling they already had for that year. But um, yeah. that includes new Wonder Woman movie, if anyone's bothered about that. Um, and that's going to be the first one and that's Christmas Day. That's coming out as in this He's year. playing Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot, same one. He's been doing the last Justice League ones or whatever. Not Linda Carter then. No, Linda Carter though. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, no. I was going to say Linda Carter's in Death Stranding, but I don't think it's Linda Carter. I think that's the wrong one. No, it's not Linda Carter. It's the Barnick woman. Who is the Barnick woman? Lindsay Wagner. She's in Death Stranding. Yeah, whatever. Um, Matrix 4 next year when that comes out, that'll be like released to watch Dune, the new Dune, which I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. What the, new... the um, Frank Herbert mm. thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, really? They've done another... Yes, yeah, it's Dennis Villeview, however you say it, who did, uh, you know, Blade Runner and Arrival and, oh, really? um, and all this, yeah. Has there been Christmas. any other remakes since the Lynch version? No. 
There was the, actually it's a lie. There was the I think there was a TV one. Okay. Um, I believe uh, in the nineties, but no, not like a proper yeah, proper movie. Um, well, that'd be quite good. Yeah, it's, the trailer's Possibly. out. You can see the trailer. It's supposed to be out now, um, but they've pushed it back an entire year. Oscar Isaac's in it. Um, some other people. Uh, I think Jason Momoa's in it. Maybe I made that up. Um, yeah, but it should it should be good. Um, but yeah, Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad movie will be coming out. Anyway, all that stuff. Um, and yeah, a bit of bad news found out today as well. You know the uh, you know Immortan Joe from Mad Max Fury Road. He also played Toe Cutter in the original Mad Max. Yeah, died. The actor died. Hugh Keysburn, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, it was a shame how, how, because I know they were like seventy-three or something. I know they were making um, uh, a new Bad Max prequel um, in terms of Furiosa, who was Charlie Theron's yeah. character. Um, and I was thinking oh, it would be cool because he would be in that, but obviously he's not going to be now. I mean, he's wearing a mask, so they can maybe get someone else in. But it's a bit mm. of a shame. I time. really liked that film. And I did not expect to like it. It's not really my kind of film. Yeah, Fury Road. Yeah, Fury Road. But they really, I just think they nailed it. Yeah. Like it was they, my it was my movie. I did like. Did I do it with you? I did like top. I don't know maybe I didn't. Then right. I did like top ten films of the decade or something. Yeah. Um, and Mad Max was number one. I think it was number one or number two. No, Inception was number one. I think Mad Max was number two. Um, yeah. They just went all out. They were like, "This is we're going to go for this crazy comic book stylized what like world," and they're not going to compromise on it. And they just delivered. Yeah, it was um, really enjoyable. Yeah, it took. Yeah, it just knew exactly what it was doing, and like the yeah. visual effects and everything, and the style was just yeah, brilliant. It was really good. Um, yeah, good on him, George Miller. I think it was his name, George Miller. Can't remember. Yeah, Happy Feet director. Oh. <laughs> did Mad Max, Happy Feet, and then went back to Mad Max. He did Babe as well, I think, didn't he? Or something like that. <laughs> okay, now let me just check this out. I think it's George Miller. Um, but yeah, he's been trying to get that film out for like 15 years or something. Um, Christ. That Mad Max film. Yeah, George Miller. Um, yeah, if you can believe it. And uh, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, but yeah, he... Uh, wild. What a wild career trajectory really weird but yeah he did yeah he did babe and um so he did mad max mad max 2 he did a bit of he did the um nightmare at Twenty Thousand feet segment on uh twilight zone movie which if you remember was like plagued with deaths i didn't see that movie it's not very good and wasn't there a a new tv series as well yeah there's a new series with um what's his name um jordan peele uh, I haven't seen any of them. Um, I was really looking no. forward to that. And it's, I don't think we've got it here in Amer- in America, in England. I don't think it's come over on a channel. Yeah, I'd like here. to see that. Because yeah. I binged the whole, the original one. Mm. Um, the, I spent five years. So I didn't, I didn't do it really intensively. Mm. So I really lived with the original series for the last five years and yeah. finished it about a year ago. Okay. And, I've got them all on Blu-ray. Um, and uh, yeah, it worked I might, um, I want to do a, uh, series on it taking each episode bit by bit because I, there's some real duds but there's some real like really Quality cool stuff generally is amazing yeah it's amazing i think it's amazing and like you gotta think that was the first time a lot of those concepts were introduced to 
a mainstream audience. Mm. And it's like, see, I see the elements of those stories echoed through so much, so many TV, film, books and everything. Yeah. Incredible. But I wanted to move on to like either the 1980s version of The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Or do the 60s Outer Limits. Yeah. Outer Limits were always, uh, always good. Um, but yeah. I've never seen any of them. You know, they were on like TV when we were kids. Both of them. That was a newer one. There's the the Spiel, 90s, there was the Spielberg ones, yeah. But the, I, but the original the 60s ones haven't been on TV, have they? I don't ever remember seeing them. I all. thought Outer Limits was... Um, no, I don't know. Hmm. No, the, the 90s one was a re- one. Yeah, so I'm thinking of the, the 90s one. But yeah, I don't yeah that was a reboot thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, 60s ones. Oh, yeah, 95. Same thing though, isn't it? But... Um, yeah, I'd be interested in watching them all. I love all that stuff, like sci-fi shit. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, George Miller, he did, and he did Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. He did The Witches of Eastwick, which I've never seen, um, with Jack Nicholson's The Devil. I saw that quite recently. Uh, did you? The first time, yeah. Didn't like it. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, he did Lorenzo's Oil, if you remember that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and He's been busy. Yeah, well, he hasn't. It's a kind of thing um he did babe which i knew he did but apparently he didn't direct it he wrote and produced it but i thought he directed it but obviously not um, dick king swing dick dick king, dick king swing dick big dick swinging <laughs> dick, <laughs> dick king smith wrote that no yes i know but not right, whatever um babe pig in the city uh dick he dire- directed that as well then he did happy feet he took basically an eight-year gap That's and then he did happy probably. feet that's probably Dick King Smith as well. Happy Feet 2, five years later. Yeah. And, then, and then Fury Road, four years D- later. Yep. Classic Dick King Smith. <laughs> Big Dick Smith. <laughs> um, so that was what I've been, uh, that's what I've been doing, basically. There's some interesting stuff there. Good that you keep yourself busy. Yeah, exactly. So next up, um, it's be talking to Harry Cloud and going over the Melvin's album, Stag. So do listen and uh, yeah, it was... Um, uh, it'll be worth uh, worth a listen. But yeah, check out the albums before you listen to the podcast, if you can. That's Melvin's, Stag, and yeah, check out Harry Cloud's The Pig and the Machine. Um, so that's it, basically. Uh, Dan, anything you've got to add? Just um, come back. Come back! <laughs> and, please come back. <laughs> yeah, please come back. And uh, yeah, we got our, um, we got some more uh, stats through, and Ireland... Uh, we have a few listeners in Ireland, so hello to the Irish out there. I'm actually Irish. I'm not. I'm not. My, my grandparents <laughs> are Irish, so there's some Irish heritage in there. Like, like every American and Englishman. I know exactly. It's like, I always cringe when it's like, it's like, oh, I'm Irish. It's like, yeah, my great grandfather, whatever, was Irish. It's like, yeah, my grandparents were Irish, but I would never call myself Irish. Though I can get an Irish passport, and I, I, I might have to do that, that. for um, I... Brexit. <laughs> I didn't realise you were a, what's that, third, third generation, second generation, third generation. Uh, yeah, yeah, third, third generation. generation. Yeah, third generation. Oh, I didn't, didn't know that. Yeah, my dad's, yeah, my dad's, um, lot. From? Cork. Like, yeah. like every fucking British, Irish heritage, they're all from fucking Cork. Um, yeah, true story. There you go. The uh, Gallagher's are from... Newcastle, somewhere between Sligo and Mayo. Simon Mayo? 
Sligo and Mayo. Scratch that. Somewhere between Mayo and Sligo. Okay, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's good, isn't it? I took one of those DNA history things and I was 90% British. (laughs) I was like, oh, how boring. Like Um, it's 5%, um, it's like 5% Swedish. I was like, okay, cool. And then the rest was um, Eastern European Jewish or something. And I was like, okay, why is, why specifically Jewish? Why are we putting in the uh, <laughs> religious aspect here? I don't understand. Um, and probably someone's got a very logical explanation for that. But uh, yeah, it's very boring. Like people are like, oh my God, I'm like 20% African or something. It's like, nope, none of that. British through and through. How boring. I'm 100% English. And people say to me, well, how can that be? Because you must have come from somewhere. And mm-hmm. I'm like... Yeah, England. England. And that's why I have a St. George's flag tattooed on my forehead. (laughs) Exactly. I'm actually, um, I'm I'm a highly desirable pawn in a political game Mm. being played by uh, extreme right-wing groups. They want to use me as a sort sort of like emblematic talisman. Um, But I don't really want to get involved. Yeah. Not really into their their cause. Yeah. It's quite a lot of burden being a 100% dyed-in-the-wool Englishman. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's the problem, isn't it? Being, you know, white, male. <laughs> being so being so bloody English. Exactly, yeah. It's a, it's yeah. the curse of our time. Um, okay, well, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. yahoofinance.com yahoofinance.com